0: Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today is February 18th, 2020. And the poem that I'm going to read today is by an English poet uh, named Edward Thomas. He lived from 1878 to 1917. Wrote poems, essays, novels, and is uh, one of the, the World War I poets, one of the, the war poets. And unfortunately, he was uh, actually killed in action during World War I in 1917 in France. The poem that I'm going to read today is called February Afternoon. It goes like this. Men heard this roar of parlaying starlings, saw a thousand years ago even as now, black rooks with white gulls following the plow, so that the first are last until a caw commands that last are first again. A law which was of old when one like me dreamed how a thousand years might dust lie on his brow, yet thus would birds do between hedge and shaw. Time swims before me, making as a day a thousand years, while the broad ploughland oak roars mill like, and men strike and bear the stroke of war as ever, audacious or resigned. And God still sits aloft in the array that we have wrought Him, stone deaf and stone blind. So this seems like a uh, a dark poem, I suppose, uh, and perhaps even a nihilist poem at first glance. But it's a it's a very skilled poem, and uh, you know I, I don't think that it's as nihilistic as many people read it to be. It's certainly a poem about the passing of time, about the way time works on us and against us. Um, the, the phrase a thousand years is used, I believe, at least three times, perhaps four times in this poem. This is a Petrarchan sonnet, and the first eight lines, that octet at the beginning, is consumed with the, the, the birds, the, the parlaying starlings, the black rooks, the white gulls. Um... So in the in the octave at the beginning, those first eight lines of this Petrarchan sonnet, the tense is past tense. It's a, it's about looking backwards. But then when we start the sestet, those last seven lines, the first phrase is "Time swims before me." So in the first part, the thousand years is past, and in the second part, the thousand years is is present and future. Time swims before me, making as one day a thousand years. In the first half, the gulls, the the black rooks with white gulls are following the plow. In the second half in that sestet, the broad plowland oak roars mill-like, and men strike and bear the stroke of war as ever. And it's, it's, it's striking that in the first bit it talks about parlaying starlings. But in the second half, it talks about men at war. In the first half, when it talks about birds, it talks about the notion of the first being last and the last being first. Allah, which the poet says, was of old when one like me dreamed how a thousand years might dust lie on his brow. Yet thus would birds do between hedge and shaw. But men strike and bear the stroke of war as ever, audacious or resigned. So either men are resigned to waging war or they do it purposefully with audacity but what is clear at the end of the poem it says that god sits aloft in the array that we have wrought him stone deaf and stone blind stone deaf and stone blind that's the that's the way we have carved him the way we have presented him the way we have arrayed him we have functionally by our actions made him stone deaf and stone blind when in reality By our actions, we have been deaf and blind to him, is what this poem seems to be saying. But it doesn't do that in a way that is trite or answers questions uh, without us having to think about them. That's the way it has to be, I think. This kind of poem about this kind of subject matter cannot give us trite answers. It can only give us questions that we have to live with. I mean, I think that that's the unique work of poetry. And, and as readers, as listeners of poetry, we have to be okay with it. We have to come to it saying, I come to you, poem, because you provide the context for spending time with a question or an idea for a long time. That's the unique purpose of it. Um, of course, the pathos is added to it knowing that Edward Thomas died uh, during World War I, died fighting the wars he's talking about here. That's the, the tragedy of it, like so many other people have as well. Uh, one more time, this is Edward Thomas's February afternoon. Men heard this roar of parlaying starlings, saw a thousand years ago, even as now, black rooks with white gulls following the plow, so that the first are last, until a caw commands that last are first again. A law which was of old, when one like me dreamed how a thousand years my dust lie on his brow. Yet thus would birds do between hedge and shaw. Time swims before me, making as a day a thousand years, while the broad ploughland oak roars mill-like, and men strike and bear the stroke of war as ever, audacious or resigned. And God still sits aloft in the array that we have wrought him, stone deaf and stone blind. This has been the Daily Poem. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. Your family loves it outside. Know who else does? Bugs, ticks, fleas, mosquitoes. They get on your crew, pets, and on your nerves. Spray the bugs away with Wonderside's lab proven plant powered lineup for pets, family, home, and yard. Wonderside Pest Protection Sprays exceed the same effectiveness standards required for conventional products, harnessing the power of nature to do the job. Wonderside, it's all good. And just for our listeners, get 20% off on Wonderside.com with coupon code podcast. That's Wonderside.com.